Hi, I'm Jamie Nolan, and welcome to Into the Woo podcast. Each episode, I will interview people whose journey in through life hasn't always followed the normal path. We will take you on this journey into spiritual practices and holistic therapies outside the norm. My mission is to demystify these powerful ancient tools for transformation through intimate conversations with masters, healers, and teachers. We will confront the myths and the rumors about the woo practices so we can break through to genuine understanding and authentic engagement. So glad you have joined us. Now, let's go into the woo. Reiki practitioner, an NLP master, a hypnotherapist, a badass coach that makes people do all kinds of things they're terrified of, which I love. I love and that. All around community creator, incredible person. So thank you for coming. Hello and welcome to Into the Woo. Today we have the fabulous Patty Fuenzorolida. Did I say it right? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> she is the founder and CEO of Bodhi Wellness. Um, she does a plethora of things, so I'm going yeah. to read some of them. She's a Reiki practitioner, an NLP master, a hypnotherapist, a badass coach that makes people do all kinds of things they're terrified of, which I love. I love and that. All around community creator, incredible person. So thank you for coming. Thank you, Jamie. I'm super excited to hang out today. So, okay. Bodhi Wellness, I know is not the first thing you've done by any means. How, where did this all start? How did you get here? Um, so I've, like way back, right? Wait, go way back. Way, way, way back. Um, I've always been interested in alternative stuff, right? Like I was always like the weird one in every circle of friends that I was in. Um, and I think like my earliest memory of actively choosing to go into something that was a little different was in high school. Don't ask me how I found it. I think it might've been like at a Miami book fair, totally random. I found the Tibetan book of the dead, right? Like just a copy of the Tibetan book of the dead. <laughs> that was your entry point. That was literally my entry point, right? Um, and that was, so let's see, I must have been 16 or 17. And I thought it was really cool. Part of the, the, the copy that I had, had a script that would walk you into death. It was the whole idea is like you go into death to see what's on the other side, right? Mm -hmm. So I had a script. So I got my friends. I'm like, hey guys, lay down for a minute. <laughs> you know. So that's how it started. Um, yeah. I studied this psych. Is why, and this is why I love you. Because you don't just like <laughs> lightly go into anything. You're like, we're going to die first. <laughs> that was literally my intro, right? I was always fascinated by it. Um, and I went into, I studied psych because I was also fascinated by, um, by serial killers. Like I had, I had read, um, I know, just hold on. I'm going to tie it all together. <laughs> I can see your face. I love it. I love it. So I had read Silence of the Lambs. And I had watched the movie and I was like, that's it. I need to be Clarice Starling. I'm going to go ahead and study psych. Like, I want to study the brain of people who are not okay. Um, and then I, I did. I, I studied psych here locally at Fayum, And I was like, meh, this isn't really like, it's not like lighting a fire under me, you know? So after I graduated, I had something flipped in my head and I got my MBA. So like totally different, right? <laughs> so I did... Flip. It's a little bit of a flip, right? Um, and then when I came out, I was like, all right, like I still have no idea what to do with my life. So naturally I went into sales, right? 
and it was super fun. Like I had a blast. Um, but I found that even in a corporate sales environment, like my lean to was always, how are you feeling today? Like what's going on? Like, why didn't you meet your sales goals? Like what's going on that's getting in the way of you achieving these goals that you said that you wanted? Like, don't you want to go to Disney with your kids? Like all this stuff. Right. So after, I don't know, maybe 14 years in corporate sales, um, it became a habit that people would just call me like mother hen, like everywhere I went, even to the point that like seniors above me would come to me for like emotional advice. I'm like, what's happening? Like, I just, I sell stuff. Like, why are we talking about your wife? Um, and then like in the, you know, I was, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place mostly because of, you know, I'm ADD. So I'm always going, going, going and doing a million things at the same time. And I started dabbling with hypnosis, mostly because I had read Dr. Weiss's books. And I think like I read all of them in like two months, right? And I found a lady who had been trained by him who did hypnosis on me. And Jamie, I'm not even kidding you, one session healed what like 10 years of traditional therapy didn't heal for me. And I felt, I, like, I felt different the minute that I walked out of there, like my head was clear the anger was gone. Like all of this stuff like shifted in a one hour session. I was like, this is it. I want to play with this. So of course, like as a universe to do it, like a hypnosis teacher showed up at my networking event that I had founded, like totally randomly. She just showed up. She's like, I'm teaching a class this week. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going. So <laughs> the universe is handing this to me. Totally. I'm like, are you like, I hear, I see the sign. So I started doing hypnosis on the side. So I would like sell and then like put on my sales hat and like my briefcase and be like super professional. And then I'd be like, you're really sleepy. <laughs> Your body, it's really heavy. And you know, I like it started as fun, like for entertainment for me to be able to, to develop a different skill, mm-hmm. but it soon started fascinating me. Like I started with doing past life aggression. That's why it was fun. Right. But then I would notice that people would come and they're like, Oh, I want to see if, you know, my relationship with my husband has to do with a past life thing. And I'm like, um, no, like you have issues now. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, it's not always in a past life. You know, I think that um, when we can't figure things out, when we have trouble figuring things out in the, on the spot, um, we, we tend to want to look for like a greater, a greater reason, something that's, that's bigger than us, right? Because we don't want to feel powerless in our relationships. Um, so I started, I trained a little bit more in hypnosis um, and I loved it. Like it, that's honestly like where I started was anxiety and like went really deep into anxiety. And then there's just kind of like, you know how it is, you know, you open one door and then there's 10 doors and then they open and you walk through that. And then you're like, holy shit, there's like a whole other wing, you know? <laughs> and it's like thing after thing. And it's always been for me personally, like very, very spiritually grounded, right? I've always had a lot of questions. But I've always known that there was something bigger that was guiding me because like, I was the girl that like nothing bad ever happened to, you know, like literally like I'd be like, mm, I really feel like having a cheeseburger today and automatically like somehow I would end up having a cheeseburger with somebody that I hadn't seen in a long time. Like things just kind of always found a place for me. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was always just like I've always had faith that things just happen and that wasn't like a decision that I made like I'm gonna read a book about having faith and manifesting like I don't know maybe I got lucky that's just how I've always been um so I've just keep walking through doors that keep opening and I think that's how I landed here I mean like I had the idea I'm like I kind of want to do my own my own center 
and I made a call and three months later, like I'm picking out pink color. Well, and this space is so beautiful and exactly called for that. Thank it's you. Like, it's like, oh, this is what it's supposed to be. And this Thank space was open for a very long time, like, which is like the most interesting part. It's like, it was just waiting for you. Oh, no, I, like that was, I was marking my territory because I worked in the office next door. I think you know this story. I worked in the office next door um, doing my hypnosis for, I don't know, started in like 2007 and we opened here two years ago. So in 16, we opened. And I had the keys to the space because the space was open. So I would walk in here like randomly and I'd be like, one day this will be mine. <laughs> like for seven years, like I just walked around and I'm like, this will be mine until I finally made the call and said, you know, I'm ready. So totally set the intention a long time ago. And then finally I was like, all right, fine. I'm ready. You're like, okay, I'm really ready. I'm just going to do it. Like, fine. I see that. Like there's no rent being paid next door. I guess I'll do it. <laughs> I can get a really good deal. I can use all my sales background to make this happen. This is so good. Everything. And even like this, the rent amount that I declared in 2009, when I made the decision that the space would be mine, was like exactly the rent amount that I got. Like crazy. You are such a master manifester. Like I'm always like, oh, I love the way she does it. <laughs> it's so much fun. It is. I, I fall off the wagon from time to time. Everybody does, but I think yeah. that it's the kind of thing, it's like always so interesting to be able to go from like, oh, this is what I want and like to play with it, not like, oh, I need it, but like yeah. to play in the like, hmm, I'm going to pay this much rent. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, here's all the things right in front of me. Yeah, no, completely. And it's really, I've been super lucky that it's really, it, everything's just kind of evolved like that. Nice. So manifesting works. It's super weird. <laughs> it is. And it, it's, it's one of those things I think it's super underrated. Right. Cause like, it's like, okay, well think of what you want. Okay. Now how do you want that? And then pushing it a little further, pushing it a little further that it like happens and people are like, Oh, that was lucky. It's like, I don't know. Was it? Was it? <laughs> I think you stepped into that. I think you pushed it forward. Yeah. Okay. So when did you do Reiki training NLP what made, what made you go from like hypno, I mean, I know you use all of them, but like the different practices, what are, what are they useful for, for you? Well, so NLP is kind of a, a natural progression from hypnosis, mm -hmm. right? Like if you're, if you're doing hypnosis without NLP, you're not getting the same results. So it's really natural. Most hypnotists you're going to find is, are doing NLP. And also I was in sales. So NLP is actually great for sales. So I picked up NLP really early on. So wait, for people that don't know what NLP is, what is NLP? So NLP is neuro-linguistic programming. And it's a way to use language to program the brain, to, do, to behave and to think in a way that you actually want it to behave and think, right? And not only your brain, but also like the perception of other people around you. So it works. It's amazing. Um, it's a really simple tool, but it does take practice. Yes. And I think that for me, honestly, like in my practice, it's language has always been key. Like language carries such frequency and we, we, don't, we don't usually stop to think about the language that we're using and the language that we're thinking. And even when I'm doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, my number one thing is language, right? So if you come to see me, like, I'm going to be like, Jamie, like, okay, I'll rephrase that. I want you to say this word instead of that word. So it gets kind of annoying at the beginning because you're trying to speak and tell me what happened. And I'm like, hold on, let's like rearrange the sentences. Because language carries a lot of power. 
And if we're gonna, and it's really like the beginning of all the power, the beginning of manifestation begins in language. So if we can master the skill of understanding what our language is actually saying and what your the order that you're actually placing into the universe, everything shifts, everything shifts. So I did an LP early. And then um, energy work was always just what I did. I just didn't have like a name for it, you know? Yeah. So like, you know, I would be with clients and, you know, I would say X, Y, and Z. And they're like, wait, I never said that. Like, why do you know that? Um, so energy and intuitive work was always part of my, my sessions, even though I wasn't like trained. Mm-hmm. but I've always had a teacher. Like I've always had somebody that mentors me with energy work. I don't know, since probably 2008. And I finally, I'm like, all right, like, I don't know what you do. Can you like, maybe teach me some, give me some coherence to what I'm saying and to what I'm seeing and experiencing in my sessions so that I can work with it better. So I did my Reiki training I'm really good at memory. Um, I think 2010, right? And then last year, so a year and a half ago, a really good friend of mine from high school in Chile, of all places, like she went very much the same route that I did. She has her own center in Chile that's very alike Bodhi, which is really funny. (laughs) Um, She came here to teach us a new brand of Reiki, which is sound Reiki. It's called Unitarian. So it's the symbols, but you get to sing them. And singing, I'm not known for my singing, um, but I was like, that's it. I'm like, this is exactly what I need to be doing because like, this is going to push me. So I did that. And honestly, like it's changed my work. It's be- it makes things happen so much faster. So I like, did the training kind of all along, but. Yeah. And it's so interesting, it. like how you take like each step forward. It's like, oh, that's a little further in. Oh, that's a little like. It's like all these little tiny pieces that like bring it together and you're like, oh, I like what I'm doing. Yeah. A big soup of things. Um, the other thing I know you do is that you coach a lot of people and make them do hard things. <laughs> yeah. I, most of the people that I make do hard things are my entrepreneurs. Yes. So I do a lot of um, first-time entrepreneur coaching just because I have such a big business background that that comes easily, right? But I think nowadays, most of the, the entrepreneurs that I work with specifically, they're all millennials, right? And there's a really big grounding for them in idealism and in having purpose behind the work that they do. And you, most of the time when, you, when you're aligning purpose with what you're doing, if you can anchor that in spirituality, whatever that means to you, it tends to allow you to see the vision a lot clearer and to have a lot more faith because you're giving, you're not like, okay, like I need to do this everything on my own. You're asking for universal assistance to hold your hand in this venture that you're, you're trying to do. So that's super fun, you know, but the human side is the one that's scared and the human side is the one that it gets to be pushed into some of the scary things that I make some of my clients do. But, you know, most of it is just like, how big are you? You know, like you think you're this, but you're really like this. So like, let's just push that so that you can see what else exists outside of that boundary. Do you see right now, like a bigger push towards entrepreneurship, but also like 
it aligning? It's, I feel like there's a shift going on. Do you see that? Like that there's more people that are really trying to align with their purpose? Yeah, for sure. Um, I thought for a while that it was just because I'm in this industry. So I see more entrepreneurs, but in talking with people in like outside of my industry, like in the 3d world, um, it's definitely more of a conversation and it's way more natural for people to just launch their own businesses when they really don't have a clear professional career that they've always kind of wanted to do. And even in those spheres, they also want to do something that's also very personal, but people are kind of living their dreams and saying, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Let me just see if I can actually do this, which it's beautiful because it's so exciting to see what lives inside people's hearts. And it's also, I think, a great opportunity for those of us that have been in industry, you know, that have more business background to kind of hold your hand because like, I don't know about you, but like, I knew nothing when I was 20. I don't think, I, I mean, you're not supposed to know anything. Right. <laughs> I think so you feel like you should know something, but like, yeah. you're not supposed to know anything. That's like. No, for sure. I mean, I'm 43 and I still like every day I find something that I'm like, oh my God, that's how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> every day. Every, every day. single day. Every day, but it's fun. It is. So when you're working with the entrepreneurs, what's the like one piece of advice you're giving over and over? I have two. Okay. The first one is surround yourself with people that know a hell of a lot more than you do and that are willing to give you advice. Like that saved me. Like build a network of people that know more than you, that you feel comfortable being like, hey, I have a question. Do you have five minutes, right? Um, so that's number one. And number two, is check in with your money mindset. Mm -hmm. Like, what is your relationship with money like? Be be really clear if there's gaps in there, which most of us have gaps, if there's gaps in there that you can improve on, fill them. Deal with the money conversation. Your relationship with money needs to be intact and solid and supportive if you're truly going to be able to launch a business. Because what's like the number one thing that's going to stop you from pushing on? like needing to eat, right? Like you need to eat, you need to pay the rent. So if you're going to be afraid of money, then being an entrepreneur will be more difficult. So that's honestly like the top two pieces. And that's when somebody hires me to coach them. Like that's the top two things that we work on. Do you find that people that are trying to align with their purpose have a harder time with the money? I don't think it's harder than most people. No, I feel everybody's walking around with like... Everybody's got money shit. It's just that like those are the ones trying to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we talk about money a lot in this office just because it's, it's the energy that we all share, mm -hmm. you know, and it's also energy that's very visible. You know, like love is one thing, but money, you're like, do I have a house or do I not have a house? You know, so there's Can like, it's a little <laughs> bit more tangible um, and people have a lot of fear of it. Yeah, for me, my biggest money shift was, was around when I figured out that money was just energy. Yeah. Like, I don't know why it took me so long, <laughs> but it took a while. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, it's just an exchange of energy. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I can charge what I want to charge. I could, like, all of a sudden it made a huge shift, which I think is something if you learn early is golden. No, for sure. And that's one of the things that I definitely harp on is get the money straight. You know, don't be afraid to look at it. Don't be afraid to ask for it. Don't be afraid to spend it. 
um, because it really is just energy. And, you know, if you feel good about it, it will show up. I, it does show up. It does. For sure. So what is going on at Bodhi in the next, I mean, there's always a lot going on at Bodhi. What is going on at Bodhi in the next couple months? So we've decided that this year we're going to do a lot more of the longer classes, a lot more of the, the bigger, more in-depth classes. Because we do have, you know, the, the weekly classes where you come in and you'll do your meditation. Um, but I also want to make sure, like part of the vision, the vision for Bodhi was always to create a space where people who are looking for spiritual growth to feel comfortable asking the weird questions. Like, okay, I, what is you know, quantum DNA. How do we do, you know, how do we integrate energies of the chakras? And like, what does it actually mean that the chakras aren't really seven, that there's like all these other chakras that I've never heard of, right? Um, so we want to go deeper than just um, general spirituality, general metaphysics, right? So some of the classes that we're teaching, we're teaching a class that starts um, in February that's all about the chakras. But it's not like this is your crown and this is your, th-, you know, it's way deeper than that. Mm-hmm. So that people can actually understand how to identify what's going on in their bodies, in their environment, and how it relates to energetic blockages or energetic traumas, right? So that class I'm super excited about. That's, um, it's going to be a recurring class. It's going to go over one chakra every week, every twice a month. Um, and then I'm teaching again the Unitarian Reiki certification class, which is probably the one thing that I'm like most excited about this year. because like my Reiki was my Reiki and I've always used it. And then once I started actually singing the symbols, I've seen big, big changes in people's physiology, which is fun because then you get to point at it and you get to be like, Oh my God, this is gone. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm completely head over heels in love with the work of, of Unitarian. So we're teaching another certification class in March. So that one's excited. So there's, I mean, there's always something. We have a lot of guest people that come in from out of town to teach classes. So We'll have a family constellation coming up in the next couple of months, and that'll be fun too. Nice. Yeah. Well, there is always such good things going on there, and I love all the work you are doing. Um, so my final question always is for all my guests, what are you doing this year that scares you? Oof. <laughs> so I always say that I'm not scared of anything, right? But that's not true. Um, so I've decided part of um, one of the things that I chose this year through Las Comadres, which you and I are both members of, was like, the, what's your word for the year? And I'm like, I don't know. So I, my word is no. Ooh. I know. But, but it's like, yeah, like, no, thank you. Um, but that's not who I am, right? Like, I, I'm always game. Like, if you're like, Patty, I think we need to do a retreat on the slopes of whatever, and we're going to be, like, downhill skiing while we're going to be singing, like, DNA quantum cha- like. I'm like, yes, we're doing that, right? <laughs> so this year, I'm challenging myself to say no, um, which is, it's a big deal for me. I think I, I like control because um, I like driving things and I like seeing things come to life and move forward. Mm-hmm. But I think that this is a year for me to really start to weed out the stuff that that I don't really need to be doing and that I can start handing off to everybody else here because I have some really kick-ass people here yes you do yeah that is awesome I like it the word of the year is no 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 thank you no thank you (laughs) 
No, thank you. But so no, yeah, you'll, you'll, get to, you'll get to hear me say no a whole, a whole lot more. <laughs> Which is good. So you're making that announcement and then nobody will take it personally. So it's perfect. No, that's like, totally key. <laughs> like, don't take it personally. No. <laughs> Saying no to everything. Yes. Awesome. So where is it best to find you? Where do you hang out most? Um, mostly at Instagram. So you can find me at Patty Fuensalida or at Bodhi Wellness Miami. And you can always you know this come have a cup of tea hang out there's no need to do a class or to get some therapy just come have a cup of tea and say hi perfect it is a beautiful beautiful space if you are in coral gables you should definitely go by and have some tea say hi look at all the fun things that every time i'm in there i want to buy little trinkets and salts and all the good stuff so thank you so much for being on into the woo and um yeah thank you Thank you so much, Jamie. This was fun. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye, baby.